Welcome back to the Victoria Police Recruitment Podcast. Today we're talking about women in policing and I'll be joined by two incredible police officers to talk about their experiences as women in policing and discuss any advice that they have for other women thinking of pursuing a career at Victoria Police. Joining me today is Acting Sergeant Fleur van der Sluis and Detective Leading Senior Constable Bree Blair. Thanks so much for coming in. To begin with, I'd love to hear about your journeys. So Fleur, maybe I'll start with you. What inspired you to join and what were you doing before? Um, I've always wanted to be a police officer. I think when I finished school, I talked to my parents about joining the job and my dad talked me out of it, thought I was maybe a little bit too young, a little bit green to be doing it. Uh, So I decided to go to university and study interior architecture. So I was actually an interior designer before joining the job. Amazing. And what's your journey at Victoria Police been like so far? So I joined in 2010. Uh, I've worked uh, uniform duties the last almost 10 years now. Uh, I worked at various police stations, transit police, and now I work at the operations response unit. Fantastic. And that's a specialist area, isn't it? Yes, we're general duties support unit and we've got specialist capabilities. And Bree, how about you? What motivated you to join and what were you doing beforehand? Um, When I was at school, I was about 16 or 17 and you sort of asked that question, what do you want to do when you grow up? And um, being a police officer always interested me. I'd never really had any dealings with them, but I I thought the job sort of looked really unique and, you know, you do something different every day. So um, when I finished school, there was a big recruitment campaign sort of around 2000, 2001. And that really sparked my interest and, and I applied when I was 18. I was actually knocked back the first time I, I tried. Um, they basically told me I was a bit too young and to go and get some life experience. So I went, rightio, off we go. And I went and lived overseas for uh, about a year and uh, travelled and really got some life experience. And then I came back and um, joined when I was 22. Amazing. And getting life experience is a really important point, uh, especially as people fresh out of school are often applying with people in their 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s who do have you know, a lot of life experience. But there are a lot of things that teenagers can do while at school to build that experience. And that's something we actually talk about in the next episode. So since joining at 22, where has your career taken you in Victoria Police? Uh, so everyone obviously starts off in general duties, like a uniform um, cops that you see out there on the road and in the stations. Um, so I worked at a few different stations before making the decision to sort of go down a certain path. Uh, I wanted to become a detective because I sort of really liked investigating. I really liked um, seeing through an investigation. So, because sometimes in uh, general duties, you take on an investigation and then because it's deemed to be serious or it, it goes up to a different court and things like that, you have to pass it on to investigators being detectives. So I always, you know, wanted to keep it, wanted to keep going with the investigation. So that made me want to become a detective. So, yeah, uh, I think I was... I think I did about six years in general duties before becoming a detective and I went to a sex offence and child abuse investigation team. Amazing. Are you still there now? Uh, So uh, from there, uh, I did a few years there and then decided that I wanted to go into the crime department, um, which is more specialised in specific areas. You've got all the different crime departments like the drug squad, homicide, um, sex crimes, e-crime, all these different sorts of specialist fields. And I ended up uh, still within sex crimes, but I was doing cold case uh, sex crimes, which were really interesting. Yeah, it'd be fascinating. Yes. It sounds like you both had really different but interesting careers so far. And that's something that's so great about the job is that there are so many different avenues you can explore and careers that you can have in one organisation. And it also shows that there is a lot of room for career progression. 
I think there are, however, a few misconceptions about women in policing and whether it is a career that's suitable for women. How important do you think it is that we have women in the job and women are represented in the police force? Maybe I'll start with you, Fleur. It's hugely important. The police force definitely needs to represent the community that they serve. I think men and women, you know, we're all different. We all come to the job with uh, different perspectives, different ways of dealing with um, victims, dealing with offenders. So it's, yeah, definitely very vital. And how about you, Bree? Yeah, I just think it's really important to have a good representation of, of society and both males and females are in society. So both males and females should be police officers to, to deal with society. Yeah, I completely agree. And we often get questions about safety and whether it's a safe enough job for women. Do you ever feel unsafe in the job or have you ever felt more vulnerable because you are a woman? So at, at the academy, you, you're taught quite well sort of how to handle yourself and what you can be confronted with and what to do in certain situations. Once you get out there in the real world, you actually learn how to read a situation and you sort of prepare yourself and you're ready to go depending on what's going to happen. And for me, I never put myself in a situation that I didn't think I could handle. Fantastic. Fleur? So I'm not going to lie. There are elements of risk and danger to your personal safety in this job. But I think going to the academy, actually getting experience as a police officer, you really learn to mitigate risks. So that's always in the forefront of your mind. When you're attending a job, you're always talking to the person you're working with. You're engaging with your supervisor. You're engaging with uh, police communications, getting information and assessing the situation before you actually arrive. So you might get a job, uh, aggressive mail at a shopping centre. So you'll ask the radio operator, has this man got any weapons? Is he drug or alcohol affected? Are there any other people there? Has he assaulted anyone? And you'll have your sergeant on the road listening on the radio as well, and they might give you prompts. Okay, guys, don't go in there as a single unit. Let's wait for another unit to be able to attend the job as well. You might meet up together and actually approach the mail as a group instead of going there on your own. So in the back of your mind, you've always got to be thinking about how I'm actually going to resolve the situation, what's going to be the safest way to do it, and not just for yourself, also for the offender, members of the public that might be in the vicinity as well. And look, I've never felt at a disadvantage being a female either. I think as a female, you're probably a little bit more conscious that you're not as physically strong as a lot of people that we have to deal with but you'll deal with that in a different way. So the way that you approach a situation, verbal communication is such an imperative skill to have as a police officer. If you can talk someone down without having to actually access one of your weapons, then you've had a really, you've finished the job really well. Uh, So I've never, ever felt like that. I think it's also really important to note as well that it's it's a good idea to be fit and healthy, especially as a female, do a lot of weight training, do a lot of running, all that kind of thing. So physically, I'm in the best position that I can be. As you said, communication is so important. And yes, it is a dangerous job, but it's a dangerous job regardless of your gender. And you are provided with training and skills to deal with these situations. Because it isn't a typical job, you will be exposed to confronting and distressing situations. But Victoria Police provide welfare services to both officers and their families. And if you do attend a distressing event, there will be an immediate follow-up. But I'm really interested to know, how do you personally manage facing challenging or confronting situations? For me, I think over time, 
you kind of learn how you're going to deal with the situation. So the first time that you go to, say, a fatal car accident, you know, you've never been to something like that before, so you don't know what it's going to look like, how maybe people who are family members are going to be at the scene, that kind of thing. So the more that you attend these kind of jobs, the more you can mentally prepare yourself for what's actually what you're going to have to deal with when you're there and dealing with it when you get home as well because that's always hard too to kind of separate work from your home life. So being a police officer, it's a job but it's also a way of life as well. It's very different from going to an office nine to five. Maybe the most stressful thing you've got to deal with is a deadline or you've got a boss who, you know, is a little bit cranky at you. You've been late for work a few times. There are a lot of different things that you have to deal with. But I think as you get better at doing your job, you get better at managing the stress and the things that you can, key things that you can recognise if you're not dealing with something so well. So for me personally, I like to talk about jobs that I've been to. So if I go to something that's specifically quite horrific, the person that I've worked with on that shift or other members that have attended that work at my office, I always like to talk to them about it kind of hash it out, you know, how you're feeling about it, how do you feel about seeing this, speaking with this person about it. Our bosses are also really great as well. What they know that we've been to something, they'll actually approach us personally, they'll send us emails, welfare services will call. And if you don't want to engage with those, there's no pressure to do that either. So some people are quite good at dealing with stressful situations and there's no pressure to be like, okay, we have to talk about it. You have to see welfare services. It's optional, but you feel comfortable, you know, engaging with those people if you do need to do it. Yeah, it's fantastic to hear that there are such great support networks within Victoria Police because obviously you are going to be seeing so many things. Like you said, you know, a nine to five job, you're not going to see those kind of and be in those kind of situations. I think that's the attraction for the job as well, though. Every day is different. So you're never coming to work going, okay, I sit behind my computer, I'm doing this, doing that, same old, same old. You know, you get in the car and you drive out there and you have absolutely no idea who you're going to meet, what you're going to see and what you're going to do. So that makes it very exciting. Challenging, but exciting. Yeah, definitely. Now, I think another misconception is that you can't be a police officer and a mother at the same time. So having a family or wanting to start a family may be something that makes women feel hesitant about applying. Brie, you've got two kids. What's your experience of having kids at Victoria Police and what kind of support is there? Uh, Yeah, so I've got a four-year-old and a one-year-old, which is like a whole other world. (laughs) Um, And so prior to having kids, um, I spoke with a lot of other parents within um, Victoria Police to sort of see how they dealt with it all, how did they manage it all with kids and work and social life and everything like that. So, um, look, I'd done about 10 years in the job before having kids. When I found out I was pregnant, uh, I notified my boss uh, that I was pregnant and then you speak with someone from HR and they sort of work out a whole sort of maternity leave plan for you and we are very lucky within Victoria Police. We have a fantastic maternity leave plan where it's actually... Uh, three months at full pay or six months at half pay and you're actually allowed to take a 12-month leave from the job and so part of it's paid, part of it's unpaid and um, that's a, that was a great amount of time to be able to spend 12 months, you know, with and I got 12 months obviously both times with one with each child. Um, 
you know, it's a great amount of time, very lucky to be able to spend that time with my child before having to come back to work. So when I got to about the, oh, it was probably about the 10, 11 sort of month mark, I was ready to come back to work. <laughs> um, you know, I love spending time with my kids as well, but then you still definitely still want that, that adult connection and mm. I miss my job. I love my job. So I really wanted to come back to that and um, coming back in, um, I did decide to go part-time so I could fit it all in with my family because I still wanted to be a mum, absolutely, still wanted to be a mum, still wanted to, you know, to work and and have a career as well. Um, So I I went part-time and uh, my boss was really good with it and he was actually really good with uh, letting me have a bit of flexible hours and family always does come first. So if you've got an emergency, you've got to go, yep, absolutely, the the boss is is always really, really good with it. So, yeah. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. So shift work is obviously a huge part of the job. Bree, how does this fit in with your family life? Um, so, yeah, we've got two shift work rosters that we've got to um, fit into the mix. And uh, we basically have a, a calendar at home between myself and my husband. And we, you know, I've got his shift, my shift and what's happening with the kids on each days and things like that. And we've just got to work it out between us as to who's responsible for what and um, who's doing drop-off, who's doing pick-up, all, all those fun sorts of things. When I came back to work, my supervisor was really good and sort of let me have a flexible um, start time and finish time, which was which I was able to adapt around drop-off and pick-up of, of, um, of my child. So instead of working 8 to 4, like I was able to work 8.30 to 4.30 or um, whatever was going on for that day, um, whether I had stuff to do with the kids. Yeah, great. Yeah. And Fleur, what about you? What's the key for maintaining that work-life balance, especially with shift work? Uh, I think being healthy, eating well, sleeping when you can. I go to the gym all the time. I think that definitely helps kind of that mind, body, you know, having those healthy aspects definitely helps deal with shift work. I'm not going to lie. Like it is quite difficult. I think for the first year, I really struggled to kind of get into a really – it's very hard to get into a sleeping pattern when you're doing minimum night shifts. So every month you do seven nights, then getting back into day shifts, and then going into your days off. So after a while, you do get used to it. And to be honest with you, I probably wouldn't enjoy doing a Monday to Friday nine to five anymore. I feel like I've got more time. You can have a sleep in every now and then. It's a lot easier to go food shopping on a Monday morning when there's no one there. <laughs> so I think – yeah, there's different ways that you can deal with it. So you've just got to make sure that you look after yourself um, and the work-life balance. I think having different interests outside the job as well is very important. So playing sport, maintaining friendships with people who aren't police officers so you can actually talk about different things that are going on in your life and having you know, making that time for yourself as well, making time to, to enjoy your time off. We've sort of talked about how you've both had really long and diverse careers. And I'd love to know, has there been a really rewarding experience you've had when working for Victoria Police? One of the most rewarding jobs I think I did um, was the first death notification that I had to give, which is one of the most horrible things that you can do in this job. And I'm sure Bree would agree with me. And we had to go to the family's home and notify the parents about what had actually happened. So they had... An idea that their son was struggling with mental health issues, but it completely came out of the blue. So having to knock on the door, introduce ourselves, and then break the news to them about what had happened. So the sergeant that I was with, he said to me, 
you know, we're going to stay with this family as long as we need to stay with them. He's like, we're not in a rush. We're not going to go in there and tell them and then just leave straight away. We're going to make sure that, you know, we get them support um, and make sure they understand the process and what's going to happen next. The mother was absolutely devastated. So I probably spent about two hours hugging her, sitting with her on the couch and actually, you know, letting her grieve. Very difficult thing to, to have to experience. And we spent the whole afternoon with his family and they were really lovely people. Uh, we waited till so the mum was home by herself. So we waited for the husband to come home. Um, the other siblings came home from work as well. We waited till the whole family was there and we actually sat down and explained, you know, what was going to happen with his body, you know, coronial inquiry, all that kind of thing. And later on, those people actually contacted the office that we worked at and just wanted to say thank you to our senior sergeant that they really appreciated that we spent it was probably a good four or five hours with these people and they really appreciated the fact that we took so much time to to engage with them and you know really kind of help them through that initial initial shock yeah it must be a really rewarding feeling and going to work every day could be the worst day of someone's life and you're there so it's important that you are that you know supportive and providing that positive experience in a you know a time that's quite negative oh absolutely and I think that's kind of a misconception about being a police officer as well and I probably have that kind of vision too because you look at the cop shows and it's all driving fast and shooting guns and catching bad guys but a lot of our job is actually helping people talking to people making sure that people are okay so I think that's you know a side of policing that you know is quite difficult and it's a, a skill that it takes a long time to develop but once you know that you know you're providing a good service and you're reassuring people and making people feel better at a really you know pivotal extremely stressful point in their lives yeah you walk away from that thinking my job's great and I'm actually helping people and doing making a difference. And Bree, do you find that as well? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you don't realise how much of an effect you can have on somebody because, you know, as, as Fleur said, like they've probably had the most horrible experience, you know, of their life and, and you're that person there to, to help them, you know, pick up the pieces and sort of rehabilitate them. Mm, it sounds like a very challenging part of the job, but something that I can see would also be very rewarding. So before we finish uh, off today, I'd love to hear what advice you have for other women who are interested in joining. Join, definitely. Best job in the world. Uh, I think maybe engaging with, I know when I was really seriously thinking about joining in 2010, they were doing a big recruitment drive and I actually went into my local police station and actually spoke to a sergeant that was on duty there and just kind of pick their brains like you know what kind of things can I expect you know how can I better prepare myself for the job uh, and they gave me really good advice they were just like you know just get online you know actually look through the process recruiting's really good they're happy to take phone calls that kind of thing um, and I just think you know let your family and friends know that you're thinking about doing it as well because you will need that support the academy can be quite stressful you spend a lot of time, you know, at the academy during the day, then you've got to study the stress of actually, you know, joining a job that's, you know, there's a lot of roles that you need to play and it does take a long time to kind of adjust into that different way of life. So that would probably be my advice. And how about you, Brie? Oh, have a go. Definitely. Like, give it a crack. If you've thought about doing it, do it. Look, I got knocked back the first time, but I still I had my heart set on it and I went back again 
and I got in. Um, I'd say that one thing like that you should, you know, cert- certain qualities are obviously a lot more desirable um, within Victoria Police. Like you've sort of, you've got to be pretty good at talking, you've got to be good at negotiating, you've got to be good at sort of reading people. That's, that's a really sort of good skill to have. So we find that people that work in things like customer service, um, people that have done a lot of travelling as well, you don't realise how much sort of life skill you get from that. Mm. Thanks, Bree. And thank you, Fleur, as well, for joining me today. It's been so interesting getting your insights and hearing your stories. I know it's inspired me and I'm sure it will inspire many others listening. Next episode, Senior Constable Katie Carlton and Constable Ty Bentley will be joining me to discuss their experiences as younger applicants. You've been listening to the Victoria Police Recruitment Podcast. For more information on the recruitment process or how to apply, please visit the Victoria Police Careers website at www.policecareer.vic.gov.au.